There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. All right. Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday, January 30th. I'm John Weigel here with Rob Litterst, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about these pesky product cases you'd see at your local CVS or Target. Yeah, the ones that you need to call an associate for in order to buy deodorant. Well, now a new invention called the Freedom Case is here to make that process a bit easier, but it might need your phone number to do it. We'll get into that and much more, but first, let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. First up, Amazon called off its deal to buy iRobot for $1.4 billion, and that's over EU regulatory scrutiny, and they'll pay the Roomba maker a $94 million termination fee. Oof. Next up, FanDuel's parent company, Flutter, is now listed on the New York Stock Exchange. The company's debut finally brings some competition for DraftKings, its largest rival in the sports betting space. Rob, what do you think about this move by FanDuel? This is awesome. When I first heard of Daily Fantasy, I think FanDuel was the kind of like OG original company that I started using. Oh, yeah. And then it felt like DraftKings just kind of entered the picture and completely took over. This is very cool to see. And I think it's very good. There needs to be more than one big player in this space. I'm glad to see FanDuel still kicking it. And obviously, big day for them today. I would also ask if you could place a sports bet on this right now. Who do you see coming out of this on top, FanDuel or DraftKings at the end of the day? Honestly, I don't know enough about the mechanics of the company and the ownership of the company. I could kind of see DraftKings being the Uber and FanDuel being the Lyft, if you're looking for kind of a similar analogy there. (laughs) Good comparison. Love that. (laughs) Moving on, the IRS is testing Direct File, which is a new program that lets federal and state employees in certain states and tax situations file for free. The program is expected to expand to more taxpayers over time. I would love to see that myself. (laughs) That would be really nice for me. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella vowed to move fast to fight against non-consensual, explicit AI-generated deepfakes following several bogus images of Taylor Swift that appeared on X, reportedly using Microsoft's AI tech. What do you think about this, Rob? I know deepfakes has kind of been in the news the past few days for this Taylor Swift reason, but also vocal deepfakes and voice replication technology for people like Joe Biden. This is kind of like inevitable, I feel like. I feel like this was always going to happen with AI. If there's one tech CEO who I trust will actually figure this out and get it done fast, it's Satya Nadella. The guy's an animal. He literally is just like completely taken Microsoft from this place they were 10 years ago of not really knowing what their strategic direction was to being the most valuable company in the world again. He's the guy who's going to move fast on this. I would expect that they figure this out soon for sure. 
Yeah. And to your point, how could this not happen? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With all the technology out there and anybody that can use it in any way that they want to, this is bound to be an issue. I even talked about this yesterday a little bit about how there's a lawsuit currently with George Carlin's estate because somebody did like an AI deep fake of George Carlin. So stuff like this is going to come up all the time, I feel like, from you know sources that don't exactly have the rights to create these deep fakes or the rights to recreate their voices or imagery. Yeah, it is like an IP lawsuit nightmare. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to keep lawyers extremely busy because to your point, there's really no guardrails that are keeping people from doing this right now. If you have the technological skills to do it, yeah. it's going to be really hard to solve some of this stuff. What I alluded to with Satya Nadella is I feel like he's going to work with the developers on the OpenAI or Microsoft side to figure out how they can avoid this sort of stuff. And I would imagine he will get some guardrails in place, but I do think with some of these more open source AI solutions, which a lot of these are, they're going to lack those guardrails. There's not going to be that same boundary. And I think it's going to be really hard to police. So to your point, I think there's going to be a lot of litigation around this. Yeah. I mean, any lawyers out there get into that AI law, you're about to make a bunch of money in the next few years, probably. Right. And finally, in an attempt to recruit and retain managers, Walmart is set to offer up $20,000 in stock grants each year. This means that top managers could earn up to about $400,000 a year. That's pretty great. Now, speaking of retailers, we're going on to the main story today. Our big story revolves around those dreaded product cases that you have to hound employees to open at many retail stores. There's a new product available called Freedom Case that gives you the option to open the thing as a consumer, but it could be seen as invasive by some. So, Rob, have you ever had to wait embarrassingly in front of a case of deodorant? <laughs> Not necessarily deodorant, but I think like Sudafed. Oh, yeah. Anytime I'm like in a debilitating sinus pressure state and I'm just in CVS, just absolutely oh, miserable, yeah. I have to wait to get my medicine and it's, it's like torturous. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, how does this Freedom Case exactly work? What's the difference? Yeah. So the Freedom Case is a touchscreen device that essentially works like this. Customers use their cell phone number, retailer's app, so if you have like a CVS loyalty card, or even facial recognition to open the case. Facial recognition, like that would be pretty sweet. You can just kind of walk up and yeah. it opens for you and you're good to go. The thing is, the case monitors the shopper's behavior and reports anything suspicious to the staff. So it's kind of almost like Uber. I feel like Uber, you don't really have to worry that much about crime and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I know there's been crime in Uber, so I'm sure people will comment on that. But I think for the most part, you can kind of trust it because there's this identity tie-in. Like you can see who the driver was and who the passenger was, and, and you can see all of this stuff in the app. So there's kind of like this paper trail of people that have been in Ubers, which I think helps reduce crime in that sort of a situation. This, I think, is similar. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it seems like a quicker way to get these things. And of course, like we talked about, you know, you suffering in front of a NyQuil case. But, you know, people sometimes when you go to the store, you have to pull the employee from the other side of the store. They got to come. They got to find the right keys. They got to open the case. This definitely cuts out that middleman and it's a quick and easy way to do it. And actually, another function of this is that you can use it to also call an associate if you don't want to give it your phone number <laughs> or you don't want it to get your face ID. But I'm assuming that it'll be taking surveillance the whole time. So it'll know who you are. It'll have the cameras like every store has cameras anyway. Totally. So these are just going to be right in front of the case. But why would retailers put out the money to implement this if they already have a system that, you know, works, but badly? Yeah, I mean, totally. I think one trend that's happening here is shoplifting is on the rise. 
there have been reports of some of the numbers of how big shoplifting is right now have been inflated. But at the end of the day, it, it is, it seems, ostensibly on the rise. And so more and more retailers, because they don't have the staff that they used to, you probably notice that there are a ton of self-checkout counters. That's kind of the case at a ton of different retailers. So there's less staff than there used to be. And to police this rise in shoplifting, more and more retailers are just locking items up, especially items that are popular with thieves, which can be cosmetics, contraceptives, baby formula, <laughs> things like that that can command demand on the black or gray market. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is one way that they can fight it. The funny part about this and what you and I were talking about before, people absolutely hate it. Oh, yeah. This thing, the Freedom Case, the parent company is called Indime, and their CEO, Joe Budano, said cases can reduce store sales by 15 to 25%. That is how much consumers hate these things. Yeah. They would literally rather not buy anything than actually <laughs> use them. Yeah, I've been in that exact situation before. I, I was at a Target. I called the customer service for something in a case. I, I don't even remember what it was, maybe like conditioner or something. <laughs> no doubt. And then I just left. I left like 10 minutes <laughs> later because I was like, nobody's here. I, I, don't, I yeah, don't know I'm what to do. So wait here. Yeah. Yeah. I just went and ordered it off Amazon or something. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a study that dug into this that found 71% of shoppers are less likely to make an in-store purchase if they are confronted with theft deterrent measures, which can be locking them up in any of these ways, needing to have an employee come help you out or having to type in your phone number. And I mean, even beyond consumers being bummed out with having to go through this annoying process, newer brands don't like this because customers can't inspect their products. So it kind of like locks in incumbents in a way. Mm -hmm. They're also a huge waste of time for employees. Sure. Yeah, I could definitely see it being harder for new brands to get off the ground with things like this in place because, you know, you open the case, you finally get the case open. And then what are you going to do? Stand around and like sniff like eight different deodorants <laughs> while this person waits for you? No, you just have to pick you're the one that you use spice, normally. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're just getting out. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like this freedom case could solve some of those problems, but it said that it's being a little invasive or it said that it's kind of infringing upon, you know, your rights and wants your number, wants your privacy. What do you think about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think some shoppers are saying that it feels invasive to have to plug your phone number in to get access to these products, which is just hilarious to me because if you buy anything online, not only do you have to put in maybe not your phone number, but you have to put in your email address. You have to put in your physical address. The yep. amount of information that Amazon has on me right now is ridiculous. Like Amazon could pretty much yeah. create a clone of me, I think, based on all the information that they have about me. And honestly, if they can get me my orders in 24 hours, I don't even care. Like they can go create that clone. Oh, yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, just have a Rob clone. He loves ordering his laundry detergent one Thursday every month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It definitely feels weird, I will say, at a store to probably get face ID'd or put in your phone number. But if you do order it online, you are doing the exact same thing, if not worse, by putting in all your information, including your physical address, too. So 100%. I definitely don't see the problem with this. I think it might make things a little faster and easier. But, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm not 15% of consumers. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to tie a bow on this thing, one thing that I try to like push on people is the value of loyalty programs. I'm not like out there like pushing this on people, but it's like <laughs> friends and family that don't use a credit card. If you have a good credit card point system, you literally don't have to pay for air travel. If you're like living within your means and you're putting everything on your credit card. Yeah. My wife and I have probably paid for like 95% of our air right. travel over the last 10 years through credit card points. And so it's like, 
CVS, like, yes, they give you like the most annoyingly long receipt of all time. But if you're going to the same places over and over to get this sort of stuff, then using your loyalty card or like punching in your phone number, it should just be like part of the game. And if it helps you avoid those situations where you have to go like track down an associate that's like bogged down with other people and trying to get their help, those situations are the most annoying thing in the world when you're trying to make like a five minute stop at CVS, right? So I'm all for this. I think this is a great idea. And if you go to CVS in suburban Massachusetts, you might just see me punching in my phone number. (laughs) There you go. All right, and that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.